Welcome to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors. My name is Cody Johnson, and I'll be your host. I'm one happy hunter right now, man. Alright, guys. Here she is. Here at the Thin Blue Line Outdoors, we have three goals. Show you a good time. Teach you something. Planting some uh, clover down. Lead by example. Looking good. Great job. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. If I can accomplish one of those three, that's a win in my book. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. Alrighty, welcome to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors podcast, episode 28. So we're getting to the end of October now. Um, it's getting about prime time for uh, whitetail hunting. I know most of us can't wait. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, should be a new video coming out here soon, so keep watching the social media feed if it's not already out. That's going to be the first part of October. Um, you know, not a lot of action in that first in that first part, that first video, but I can promise you the second video, we're gonna, there's quite a bit of action. Uh, I got some buddies who have been picking up. Uh, you know, I had a chance at a doe. You're going to see that uh, hunt unfold. And like I said, um, you're going to see Ryan, that was on the last podcast, finally kill his uh, first deer. So that'll be two episodes from now. So anyway, I am now sitting here with my friend, old high school buddy, Cody Gravit. And he's got, he's had a good season so far, which that makes one of us. So I'm pumped for him at the same time jealous. So Cody, if you want to kind of introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Cody. Yeah, I know Cody Johnson for a while now. We, mm-hmm. Like I said, we go back quite a bit, and uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to have you back. And you know one That's one thing that's been cool since starting the podcast is I have been able to see some of my old friends more. You know, get I got you here sitting here, um, Tyler. I hadn't talked to Tyler uh, until really I started the podcast, and he was giving me some editing advice. I was giving some hunting advice, so that was that was cool to have that. You know, I always saw Kyle quite a bit but i get to see him even more now so that's that's been nice um so anyway cody killed a buck and i only know he killed a buck i don't know the details i know it was during bow season and i know it was during a period of time where i was having zero luck and i was hardly seeing any deer but yet he got it done so i'm gonna let him take it from here so october 1st is uh, has always been a bad day for me if i'm lucky to shoot a doe and a guy i know in southern illinois offered to come down opening weekend i said sure why not you know i'm not out anything and give it a shot mm-hmm. um, i went down got down there early kind of uh, antsy a little bit a little mm-hmm. nervous it's only the second time i've hunted this spot uh, i got out the stand about noon which is unusual for that time of year but i wanted to uh, check for scrapes you mm-hmm. know see what's going on rubs check yep. it out uh about, I don't know, 6.50, 7 o'clock, it's right around 7 o'clock, I see a little basket rack eight point come out and uh, didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just kept watching behind him. He kept looking behind him like I know there's something there. So I, I just waited and waited. And about five minutes later, the buck I shot popped out. And uh, they come together, they square off a little bit. They, uh, the one I killed, makes his way around he comes inside and i have him at 12 yards mm-hmm. couldn't get it done mm-hmm. so i was sitting in a, a box blind and i couldn't get my crossbow up enough to shoot it mm-hmm. i had to wait and watch him walk away and i thought now i gotta make a jump on this uh 
I shot him at 42 yards. Mm -hmm. He was uh, quartering away hard. Put it in the... I was a little, shot a little back, but the arrow exited out the front shoulder. Mm -hmm. and, uh, That's what you want. It, exactly. But uh, mm -hmm. I was disappointed in the blood trail. It was in tall grass. Mm -hmm. Didn't find any blood. And then uh, next morning I go out. I was a sleepless night. Oh, I bet. Any I, hunter knows that, that yeah. feeling. But, uh, yeah, I went out that next morning. I hunted the morning. <laughs> seen a doe and uh, passed it. And then uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to go look again. I think I can find it. And, uh, not 60 yards from where I shot at his crow flies, he was laying there, and I was giddy as a schoolgirl to run up on him and mm -hmm. get my hands on him, and uh, uh, I, I was happy as can be. He's not a monster buck, but uh, I was very pleased with him for sure. Mm -hmm. So, did he just bleed internally, then looking at it? He, or? he did. He, uh, I shot him with the, the Grim Reaper mm -hmm. blade crossbow, and uh, I think it's just the angle, it's a pretty flat shot. Like he filled up internally with blood, and I found some backtrack in it. Yeah. But uh, I think it was just the ankle of shot being so low to the ground. I think that had a big part of it. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, uh, it was a good deal. I'm glad that I found him, and uh, I was, you know, I didn't want him to be suffering out there, put a bad shot on him. Mm -hmm. See, it's always that worry, but uh, no, I'm glad everything worked out the way it did. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming uh, when you got out there, it was, like he was stiff, like he'd been dead for. A while. Uh, he was dead probably a minute after shot. That's good. That's always a good feeling. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the way I found him, he was laying in a honeysuckle bush. Mm -hmm. and his head, his arms almost wrapped around his antlers. He was just laying there up against the tree. And, you know, like, the, I just seen him. I didn't see mm -hmm. any white. I seen brown. I'm like, I just I instantly, you know, got that yell going. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I found him. I got him. So. Mm -hmm. No, that was awesome. So, like I said, we were, I was hunting opening weekend. Me and my buddies, we were struggling. Um, that's what you're going to see on this next video if it's not out already. Uh, you know, we had fun, but we man, we were just struggling finding anything. And all of a sudden, I get on Facebook. I'm like, oh, Cody did it. He did it. <laughs> so, no, I was I was pumped for you, man. Um, so, what uh, crossbow are you using? Uh, I have the Excalibur Bulldog. Uh, or not Bulldog, the Matrix 355. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, I don't know that much about crossbows, but I know Excalibur is a good brand. So I, I enjoy it. It's, a, it's an older one. Uh, mm -hmm. I've had zero problems with it. It shoots straight. And, uh, uh, it's, it's louder than hell. If you guys, if you're not familiar with them, mm -hmm. the Excaliburs are very loud. Mm -hmm. well, that's awesome. Um, I, I I know. I think I saw you maybe went out turkey hunting after that. But have you have you been back out deer hunting since then? I have. Mm -hmm. uh, been out a couple times uh hitting some local public land areas mm -hmm. um, a couple of private land uh i've had encounters every sit uh, mm -hmm. not not for what i'm actually after I'm, I, i'd really like to shoot a 150 class whitetail and that's what i've been looking for mm -hmm. but uh, just cards haven't fell in mm -hmm. quite right yet. that's that is nice when you do kill a buck early you can be picky the rest of the season Going into the hunt, I, uh, uh, to be honest, I went down there expecting a doe. If I thought I shot a doe uh, down there, I would have been just mm -hmm. tickled pink. But the way things worked out, I'm glad that I'm glad everything unfolded the way it did. Mm -hmm. Yep, nope, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you. If you uh, any non-residents listening to this um, in Illinois, uh, residents, you can kill two bucks, um, two bucks per year. It doesn't matter with what weapon. You know, archery season, gun season, muzzleloader season, but no matter what, you can kill two. Um, does you can keep 
killing as many as you buy tags. So, yep. <laughs> so that's the way that works. Um, so we'll, we'll get into talking more deer hunting here in a little bit. But I also want to talk to you about a pig hunt. Um, you know, Kyle Orig did talk about this in a past podcast. Um, he didn't. I don't think Kyle had any luck though, if I remember correctly. Yes, but Cody did. Cody did have some luck. So I would like him to kind of explain that hunting trip. It sounds like it was a fun time. Um, it w- it was uh, it was a blast to mm-hmm. say it is an understatement. It was mm-hmm. a, it, it was well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's hunted out of state knows you don't really want to kill something on the first night. Kind of mm-hmm. want to wait and see how it plays out. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't like that. I, I seen a pig, and I'm like, you know what? I will never get another opportunity, probably. So uh, it'd be a good time to get it done. And mm-hmm. uh, I had a group of. Uh, oh, first off, we we sat, we got down there, we sighted in our guns at the lodge. Mm-hmm. We went out, and we got out about noon. What state were you again? We were in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, and uh, we got out. We got sitting in our blinds about noon after we got all the formalities done, and uh, we sat from noon until dark it was just like 5 30 and those the pigs we had came in right before dark it was you know it was that that twilight you can't see anything mm-hmm. and uh so i was using the i had to, my buddy dakota thomas with me mm-hmm. and he was holding the light shining it because we were mm-hmm. going to take turns on shooting them mm-hmm. because we both which everybody them. that is completely legal when it comes to hog hunting in oklahoma <laughs> yes it is it's welcomed actually uh-huh um, yeah, he, uh, he was holding the light for me, and uh, I had one picked out, and I thought it was a, a decent-sized pig, and uh, <laughs> pulled the trigger on it, and they uh, scattered like cockroaches, the ones that were around the feeder, and uh, uh, I, I was uh, I was almost crying in the blind. I was shaking so bad. I'm like, no, this is awesome. The best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. I got up to him, and I, the pig dressed, I think, was 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, when you posted the picture... Somebody's foot is in the picture. That's mine. Yeah, and, and I saw it, and I'm like, that's a small pig. <laughs> it's a uh, bacon seed. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was good, though. I uh, I quartered it up and mm-hmm. uh, brought it home with me and threw up the, the whole pig on the smoker. I was going to ask you. I was, I was thinking, throw the whole thing on. I, I did. I quartered it up and mm-hmm. threw the whole thing on the smoker, which was nice. It was mm-hmm. good, good flavor, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely be back. Had to be tender. Being... Uh, you could cut it with a plastic spoon. Oh, man. The whole family like it? They did. Uh, I didn't tell them what it was, and they mm-hmm. and they never questioned it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah I was, uh, Kyle and I were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, it would be fun. I'm hoping I'll get to go on a pig hunt this year uh, with uh, the redneck and the red coat, Ryan and Jesse. Hopefully, that's what we're trying to plan on, but I've never killed one. I know I've had wild pig, and it is very good. It, it is good. Uh, it's, it's different because the mm-hmm. pigs are... They're more scent cautious than deer, and they check the wind a lot more. Cause they're, they're in packs generally, and they're very, very cautious of wind direction and scent. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I didn't know going into it, and it cost us you know, opportunities of pigs because we weren't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. It's something we learned after the fact, that you know, hindsight. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I'd recommend it. It's a blast. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's kind of like a lot like duck hunting. Guys go as a group and the camaraderie of it, and it's a it's mm-hmm. a blast for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what weapon do you use? Um, I actually brought my muzzleloader down. Oh, and, uh, sweet! They kind of laughed at me mm-hmm. uh, with me not knowing anything about it, and uh, I got to use uh, an AR-15 and mm. a 350 Legend. Okay, and uh, 
Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, I'd say so. That's awesome. So anyway, so Cody and I, we always, growing up in high school and stuff, um, we both were fortunate and had private land that we could hunt. Um, and, you know, we always talked about that, uh, deer hunting growing up. Uh, we got, you know, distracted in class at times and even football practice. Sorry, Coach Winkler. Um, but, uh, so, but, because we were always talking about hunting. We also, you know, I know, I remember we went on some fishing trips and all kinds of stuff together. It was fun. But anyway, you know, life stuff, life happens. You know, you lost some of the, the farm that uh, you used to hunt all the time. So now you've tried to turn to public land. And we're not going to spot burn or anything like that. So I'm not going to tell Cody to say what place he's hunting. Because, I, again, I don't want anybody to know. Um, but I know you've had some success and had some encounters and stuff. So how, and I should clarify this too. So I went to the Iowa deer classic i believe it's called um i went there and i spoke with some guys and they asked me you know where you're from i'm from illinois and they're like oh land of the outfitters so you know illinois for non-residents kind of got a bad reputation you know you gotta you gotta have a lease you gotta have private land you gotta have an outfitter which at times i'm not gonna lie it does seem that way um but at least here where we're at um in central illinois there is a lot of public land access um more than other parts of illinois i should clarify that um like i said cody's been hunting illinois public land for a while and just what's been your experience so far with that you know the struggles the successes scattered all the nearby areas and uh, I've hunted some of them before with friends and uh, mm-hmm. uh, this one place I kind of slept on it I said you know what you know it's real thick timber it's hilly uh, you, know, you know I never thought that I would ever hunt, kill anything out of there mm-hmm. so in 2017 and 18 I started scouting it I, I got on X and I sat down every night and I'd go through it and I would uh, highlight locations that I think would be good I would uh, start where, with where I think they were betting at, where mm-hmm. I think the food source, the water source. I started with water sources, but uh, I'd kind of go through it and I'd say, oh, that's a water hole. And I did most of my scouting during squirrel season. Mm-hmm. That's the best time to get your boots on the ground. Uh-huh. And, Shoot some squirrels while you're at it. <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah, uh-huh. get some squirrels down. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's how I started it. And uh, I, I started with water holes. I kind of progressed from there, and I, then I started going ridge tops and uh, bedding areas and uh, uh, different uh, oddities of the land to try to try to find where, because every property is different. Every pro- every property is unique in its own right. So uh, for the Graham, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I and I'd heard people had really good success in here from years past and talking to uh, veteran hunters from the area and uh, I just put boots on the ground and started going. First year I hunted, I uh, I didn't kill a deer out of there and I but I learned more than anything and information is key in the white dead woods. If mm-hmm. you're gonna, it doesn't matter what you're after. If you're just after your first time killing a doe or your first buck or that seasoned guy shooting a trophy whitetail, it's, uh, you got to have information on the area. And uh, that's one thing my friends joked with me about is I spend more time doing that than I do anything else. But 
uh, I do, I, I research everything, whether it be land, gear, whatever mm-hmm. it is, YouTube, I'm always mm-hmm. on it, fig- trying to figure out what's best or what I can improve on. Or, mm-hmm. uh, but oh, the second year I hunted there, I shot five out of there. I shot uh, one doe and four bucks out of there. And uh, it, it was different. It was a different feeling going out there, walking a mile, half mile through the timber. And it's different. You, know, you can't cut any limbs down or mm-hmm. you can't cut paths. So you're, you're fighting brush and uh, it's different. I, I'd almost prefer it now. Now I'm getting used to it. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just a challenge. It's not mm-hmm. like going and sitting your stand in the cornfield. It's uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. So clarify, you you shot at that many? Oh, I killed five. Killed five. So four does. Yep. And but okay, you said that backwards at first. Hey, either way. <laughs> and I'm like ah. <laughs> gotcha. What happened was, yeah. Uh, Arrow flying, <laughs> fucking them everywhere. <laughs> had to shoot, yeah, had to shoot your way out. <laughs> exactly. The oh. mm-hmm. um, now, the second year I hunted, I started being a little bit more selective because mm-hmm. uh, the buck I killed was, wasn't a very big one. It was a decent public land buck. Mm-hmm. And the next year, I started being a lot more selective on uh, what I was going to do. And I actually shot two bucks and a doe out there the next year. I shot a, a nice nine-pointer at the mid-130s. Mm-hmm. And then I shot a... a, a very unique eight point that uh, inside spread was 24 inches mm. uh, no time length at all he, <laughs> he that definitely hurt him but uh, he, mm-hmm. he just missed Pope and Young which uh, well, that's my goal when I hit public land if I shoot a Pope and Young buck I, that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at if, mm-hmm. I, if I can get a Pope and Young I'm happy about it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah he, he actually was hit by a car it was in Jan- January 13th I think and it was uh is miserable cold. I was out sitting with my dad, and uh, I kept hearing something go by, and I it just it sounded like a toddler running through the woods. It just, just just no describing it. But he came in at 60 yards, and he uh, came about 12 broadside, and uh, I could tell something was wrong with him, and his leg had been broken uh, right below the shoulder. Mm. And the bone was sticking out. He yeah. was really infected. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? This is a nice rack buck. I'm going to take him. And I shot him, and when I got to him, it looked like he'd been hit by a car. And uh, I don't think he would have made it through the winter. But yeah, that's good. Did you, uh, did you get meat off him or I not? Did. I actually I didn't know. everything, but the, you know, I cut that, the shoulder off. Yeah. And everything was still edible. On good. Him. That's good. That's really good, actually. Yeah. So I didn't go to ways. Yeah, that's the best thing that could happen yeah we weighed him and i think uh i think he weighed 140 pounds dressed he mm-hmm. he was almost skin and bones as a yeah that's he, a, he was pretty sick that's yeah. a small buck yeah he for was, body weight wise yeah he uh he in you know peak up with a good shoulder he's probably been 180 200 pound buck and, yeah and he just lost a lot through his injury but no mm-hmm. i was glad to take him mm-hmm. yeah so I mean, definitely like that public land then, huh? Uh, yeah. Once I figured out, and in talking to old timers, they'll, they'll teach you more. I, I know I was, when I was younger, I thought I knew everything there mm-hmm. was about deer hunting, and uh, that's not the furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more people I talk to, and more YouTube videos especially that I watch, the hunting public, I love them. They are public. good. They are, I, I can't say anything bad about them. I, I really enjoy their videos. I, I enjoy I enjoy their content. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy the brotherhood they had with doing it but mm-hmm. i also enjoy the information that they put out mm-hmm. and uh, 
and that's where I learned most of my stuff. You know, I learned uh, uh, how to pattern deer more and how, how to what what to look for basically on mm-hmm. public land. And, and the, the key that I found to my success is finding scrapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants to hunt over the rubs, and, and, and you get lucky every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But if you want to kill a buck on public land, hunt scrapes. You yeah. find a scrape, you hunt it, you'll you have night and day success. Does will come into it, bucks will come in. I've got a trail cam now on public land, and every night to every other night, there's pictures of bucks and does in it. Mm-hmm. They use it. It's a very good community scrape, and it is uh, uh, that's been my biggest key on public is once I figured out the train and, and kind of what to look for, I started mm-hmm. finding scrapes and rubs in areas that I, I normally wouldn't have out over. Mm-hmm. And I, I have got a couple spots that every year they put scrapes in, and, and I hunt them every year, and I've had success. And some people aren't that lucky on public. Mm-hmm. Things change. Or, mm-hmm. So uh, have you had any good or bad encounters with uh, other hunters out there? Um, I've had some... Uh, had some very friendly encounters with people and i've had some ba- i've had i've only had one i'd say bad experience mm-hmm. uh, i was scouting a new spot during gun season and i walked up on a guy and it, it happens it's noon i didn't expect to, him to be hunting or you know mm-hmm. it, which he was on the ground and uh, i asked him if he would if he'd seen anything he told me no and i looked down his pants which was covered in blood it looked like he just murdered someone i'm like okay uh, I know you're full of shit. I, mean, mm-hmm. yep. I know you killed something. Yep. And, Hopefully. <laughs> and I started walking back to where I was going to hunt. And yeah. He got kind of paranoid and twitchy with me. And he had a, a decent buck on his on his uh, game card. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want me to go back there. And he, he just, you know, very persuasive at telling me I needed to stay away from where he was hunting. And, mm-hmm. But that, that's my only bad encounter. I mean, publicly, mm-hmm. you're going to walk in on people. You never know their schedule. I mean, you yeah. never know when they're going to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've walked in at, at 8 o'clock before hunting the rut, and, you know, you get those guys that only hunt the mornings that get upset with you. But uh, for the most part, I ran into a lot of out-of-staters. Uh, a couple guys from Ohio I seen talked to him, you know, kind of chatted them up with them, and they were new to the area. So it's good. The people you meet the, in the whitetail community is definitely, mm-hmm. is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of... White canoe community in its own is a they're different breed of guys, especially public land guys. They're uh, they're special. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh, these guys are blue collar guys that work hard and you know they want to enjoy they want to mm-hmm. enjoy the outdoors, get away from the wife and kids. And mm-hmm. uh, you find a lot of a lot of like minded people on public and and that's the thing I think I enjoy most about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Uh, I I uh, unfortunately don't have that much public land in Illinois that I've uh, experiences. Uh I've hunted one farm in particular that you know, one public land area that I've had I've had for the most part good encounters. I only had one kind of sketchy encounter and I was I was pretty young at that time. I had a I had a guy pull back on me with his bow. That just he just uh he heard something and just pulled back and then I'm looking and he sees me, Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> um yeah, but I saw, though, on that same farm, though, I saw some of the biggest bucks I've ever seen. They weren't the biggest, but they're pretty dang close. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that area when the camera's not on. But, <laughs> um, but no, but I will say this. Uh, you know, on my elk hunts, obviously that's all public land. And uh, 
you know, 99% of the hunters we met out there were good people. Um, you know, friendly. We talked to them, you know, every night, you know, we had a couple guys that were maybe a little standoffish for it, but nine times out of 10, they were super friendly. Um, you know, have you seen anything? Have you seen anything? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I would say for the most part in the hunting community in general, for the most part, everybody's good. You know, you know, every, every group of people have a bad apple here and there, but for the most part, everybody's good. Um, no, that's awesome. Like I said, I, I've been watching your public land success that you've had. Um, it's I'm excited for you every time and happy, happy for you. Um, I do want to say this on record. So Cody's family used to own a local orchard and still to this day, nobody can beat their apple cider. I will, I, I will live by that for the rest of my life. Nobody will ever beat that apple cider. I don't care who the champion apple cider maker is out there. You could not compete with the Gravitz apple cider, period. Yep. That, uh, Grandpa worked hard at it. He, uh, mm-hmm. he put in a lot of hours. He missed out on a lot of family events and mm-hmm. trying to get it up just right. And as soon as he found it, he's like, you know, it's one of those things that slaps you in the face. Like, what the hell didn't I do that first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something yep. so simple. And then once he got it, it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. I do got to tell a little story here. So, I mean, Cody knew I love the apple cider. And actually, I always drank too much. And every time he would give me half a gallon, take a gallon. Like, Johnny was my nickname in high school. He goes, Johnny, don't drink all this. You know what happens if you drink all this? I'll be fine. Every time I'd be on the toilet. Every single time. <laughs> but uh, but it was always good. It was it was delicious. But So anyway... uh. So I know you've been out, had some encounters uh, since you killed your buck. Um, kind of, what's your plan? You know, the rut's coming, so it's it's right here. We're knocking on we're knocking on the door. So what's your plans for the rest of the season when it comes to deer? Um, that's a good question because uh, I'll figure it out when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my plans right now, and I'm, I know I like to run quite a bit of cameras. I mm-hmm. think the cell cams are the the next game changer mm-hmm. in uh, hunting technology. What do you got? For I, brand wise, I run actually stealth cam and bull trees, and I just bought okay. some reveal axes today. Really? Just kinda, I got the I got the stealth cam ones. <laughs> I I've uh, I've had good luck with all, good luck with all of them, and uh, uh, I don't really have any complaints other than the, the Moultrie ones. The battery life isn't what I was expecting. Really? But you know it could be poor signal and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I I think the cell cams have changed the way that us hunters do things. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to go out and interrupt an area we don't have to get our scent everywhere we can go mm-hmm. in we can look right on our phone and we know what it is and mm-hmm. i've got three out on public land right now mm-hmm. and uh, the young ones are hitting the scrapes mm-hmm. uh, a, year, a year and a half two and a half three and a half year old bucks are lighting the scrapes up right now mm-hmm. they're uh, they're starting to they're starting to rub a little bit more i've noticed and uh, they're starting to do uh, they're starting to get more aggressive uh, rattling has been working the past couple of days uh, light rattling been really responsive to uh, not so much grunt calls right now but really rattling there yeah uh, they've been really responsive so what i would like to do here in the next couple of days and actually the next week uh, i'd like to get my decoy out and uh, go sit in a big field rattle and kind of see what happens with it but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so i just started decoy hunting hard like two years ago probably now three at the most and I, I killed uh one nice buck um over the decoy 
Uh, he didn't come in. To, I, I shot him before he came into the decoy because he, he was locking on it. I'm like, no, nah, you're 15 yards. <laughs> um, but uh, but I've had a couple super cool reactions to the decoy. Small bucks and does. Uh, and I've had some big bucks that, man, are just so close. I just needed them to come in a little bit more. Or I had one limb and they're bristling to the decoy. And they never completely charge it, but they're right, they're right there almost. But that decoy hunting is a lot of fun. It's uh, it's different. I always thought about it. I said, you know what? You know, I don't need that. And so I thought one of those things. I don't need that to deer hunt. Mm-hmm. Now that I use one, I, I, I enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's something else to see how they posture and how mm-hmm. they come in, and, and uh, especially doe decoy during the rut. It's like stealing candy from a baby. They mm-hmm. see that, and I uh, I use a little asterisk on it, and it it's, mm-hmm. just draws them in. Mm-hmm. They're like on a rope to it. What decoy or decoys do you use? I used the Boss Babe, and actually I uh, I jerry-rigged a set of antlers for the top of it. Yep. So I, because I didn't want to spend the money on the buck decoy. Yep, no, I got you. So I put them on the top of it, and it actually works. So yep. It works so I, well. I got the Boss Buck, and I've been looking at the Boss Babe. I just haven't got it yet, so. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one thing I can say, that, and the thing with public land is walking in a ways, and uh, make sure you put the little collar in the neck so the legs don't fall out. Mm. I was a mile back on public land and I lost three of my legs. And uh, had to go back. I, I searched and searched. I ended up finding one of them, so I, I countered them and then kind of stuck it in the ground. And, mm-hmm. and it stayed. It looked really unrealistic, but it, it got the job done. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So actually, talk about that. Uh, I should have brought it up when we were on the public land section, but. Uh, you already kind of told me, but what's your what's your setup usually? What when you go into the woods? What's your complete head to toe setup? Okay, so um, starting off with uh, my deer stand, that, mm-hmm. that's what most people they uh, that's what they gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I ran a climber for a lot of years. I, I love running a climber. Uh, a buddy of mine actually fell out of a climber and the pin broke and uh, yeah. he was hanging upside down and broke his ankle and had had major surgery. Man. And, that sucks. It, it does, and after that, because we never used harness and climber. I, I never did. And we, you know, but seeing that kind of changed the way I do things. And the, the new part of public land, uh, I, I feel myself walking a lot further in land, and you're kind of limited with a climber. Mm-hmm. you, you got to have that perfect up and down tree, no branches, straight, perfect mm-hmm. diameter. Mm-hmm. And the thing, I, and, and that's what I hated, I, and it's cost me a lot of deer having the climber and and i just said you know it's time for a change so i i ended up going with the uh the millennium m7 micro light stand mm-hmm. and i went with them because of the, the weight uh, i think it's eight pounds or something of that nature and uh, i like the the way it connects to the tree so it's got a bracket that mm-hmm. all you got to do is attach it to the tree take your stand set it in there's no fooling with ropes and you know you cam it in and you're solid awesome so I, I went with that, and then for my climbing sticks, I run uh, the Novix 17-inch uh, sticks. Looked at those. They're they're nice, very nice. I hate my sticks. I don't like the sticks I got. I got uh, Hawk Helium. I, I've yeah. heard mixed mixed things about them. I won't I won't recommend it to anybody unless you want to sponsor me, Hawk. No, I'm just kidding. I still don't think I still think those sticks suck. <laughs> I I, uh, I that actually that's what I was gonna go with was the the Helium 20 inches and and. Uh, YouTube. I watch YouTube on it, and I said, you know, there's more problems with these than, than what they're worth, and I said, mm-hmm. my life's worth more than, uh, 
you know, the money. So I'll save, you know, or I'll, I'll save my $100 and I'll go buy a good set of sticks. And mm -hmm. I did. I'm, I'm very glad. The only thing I'm uh, disappointed in is any lone wolf gear, Novix lone wolf, lone wolf gear, lone wolf custom gear, they don't pack very well. They, they stack yeah. okay on each other, but they're, they're kind of bulky. But Are they? They're a little over a pound a piece. And I, I run four of those. I run the, from, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the company, but I run 20-inch cable aiders on them. Mm -hmm. And I run uh, from Amsteel Guy. I run his uh, six-foot daisy chains. Mm -hmm. So my total setup is uh, right around 14 pounds. I can get, uh, if I push it, I'm kind of short-legged, so that, that kind of I, I feel your pain, uh, buddy. <laughs> but I, I can get anywhere from 15 to 20 feet, depending on how I how I want to run it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've had it happen. You have had it a couple of times where I start climbing a tree and I realize, hey, at 10 feet or 8 feet, that's all I can get up. And that's actually the best spot for me. Like, yeah, I can get up, you know, 15 feet, but this is actually, this spot's the best. So that's usually, I've done that before. Uh, I, I, people get caught up in the, in the height of where mm -hmm. they need to sit. And, and the, the Native Americans back in the day used to kill monster bucks sitting on the ground. Yep. Our, our grandfathers used to kill deer in red flannel coats and mm -hmm. old flintlocks. You know, it's, it's all a matter of perception. And, mm -hmm. uh, I like, depending on my area, there's times where I, I like to sit in one spot particular that I'm going to hunt in the morning. Uh, it's got really thick honeysuckle, and the tunnels are really tight through it, and I can only shoot about 20 yards. Mm -hmm. If I sit 8 to 10 feet off the ground, I'm just above the honeysuckle, mm -hmm. I've got little pockets I can shoot. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to be 20 feet there. Mm -hmm. I'm on a hillside, and I can see everything I need to see, and it, it just it works out better in my favor. If, you know, I don't need to go that high. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope. Uh, you got any? Uh, that's a stand was the main thing I wanted you to cover. Cause so, I, like I said, I run a tree saddle. I got a lot of. I got more and more buddies are switching to um, hang on stands, which is good. Cause I, I don't know how many people remember like growing up, oh, climber this, climber that, climber this. Again, and climbers are good, but you have to find the perfect tree. And like I just had a buddy today uh, sent me pictures. He bought a lone wolf. Um, so I've been looking at the. I I love my tree saddle. As Cody and I talked about before the podcast, before I hit record, uh, I'm a gear junkie. Um, yeah, my, yep. my wife hates me for it. Yep. So I've been looking at Lone Wolf, and I've also been looking at Novix. Um, uh, I like that Novix is made here in Illinois, so I'm kind of leaning towards that just for that reason. Um, but you know, wait and see. You know, they're all pricey, so we'll figure it out. No, nothing in the hunting industry is cheap, especially right now. Mm -hmm. If you can even find it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Novix makes great stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Lone Wolf, any of the, any of the, uh, and the one thing that sold me on the, I've, I have actually a Lone Wolf Assault too that I use on uh, the one little piece of prime plan that I have. Mm -hmm. But I love the Versa button. That, mm -hmm. I, I love it. That, mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yep. You know, I don't have to, it's easy to do things. I love the cam straps. I was very skeptical at first about them. Once I tried it, uh, I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's a something else, but you can't go wrong with hang on. My thing is, is uh, and uh, I think a lot of people are skeptical about the the tree saddles. Mm -hmm. the, and, and as am I, and that's why I went the direction I did is because you know it's it's unfamiliar, it's uncharted waters. You know, I mm -hmm. know hang ons. It's you know, mobile setups, awesome, but uh, 
and, and I, I get, I get, uh, I like to play devil's advocate. I, I get the, the tree saddle. And the only question I had about it, with mm -hmm. it and, and people's good YouTube videos, but like drawing your bow back, mm -hmm. getting your gun up, mm -hmm. you know, and to me, I just feel like there's too much movement involved in it. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I've never hunted with them, mm -hmm. so I can only give my speculation. So I have yet to kill a deer from the saddle. Now, I've had plenty of opportunity, <laughs> and and I just blow out of the shop. Um, so it's not the saddle. It is me. Um, but I've shot a gun out of it, and I've shot a bow out of it. Um, so there is, at times, it could be a lot of movement. But when it comes to actually pulling your back, there's no difference between a stand or a bow, the movement-wise. Um, I haven't had any, any issue pulling my bow back. Now, I will say this. I am only a 26 and a half length draw, draw length. Um, so... You know, if you're somebody with a 30-inch draw length with a bow or more, you know, that maybe that would affect you. I don't know. I know it doesn't affect me. Um, but uh, one thing that kind of helps you with the move of that saddle, at least the way I do it, I'll put, the, if I think the deer are going to come a certain direction, I put the tree in between me and that deer. Um, or at least, if I don't put it directly in front of me, I put my saddle on the side so I can hide behind that tree. And you can literally pull back behind that tree and put your knees against the tree and swing right where you need to and get that shot so that deer that deer will look up i've had deer it's weird i don't know so you're sitting in a tree stand you know you're a lot of times you're at 90 degree angle um well from the saddle you're almost like a 45 degree angle and i don't know if they look up and they think they see a tree branch or what but i've had deer look up and they look and like i've had them look the same way they've looked at me in a stand where i'm like oh they're getting ready to spook but then like look and they're like oh no that's just a branch like I've had, I've have less deer spook from me in a saddle than I do in a tree stand, and that's my only guess because I do I wear the same camo, <laughs> I would do the same scent control, I do everything the same. It's just that's the only difference. So that's my guess. Um, and it, you know I still have deer spook from time to time, but uh, I definitely have. Heck, the video you're gonna see next time I shot at this doe twice. I shot it at uh, it was 19 yards. I thought it was 30. Bad, bad deal on that. Guess what happens when you do that? You shoot over its back. Um, and, then, and then it ran out to 40. It's chilling. Oh, my God, I got you at 42. Well, the problem is there's a twig between me and the deer. <laughs> I hit the twig and set the arrow flying. Um, deer ran another 20, 30 yards. So now it's like, you know, 60, 80 yards. Just kept feeding, moseying off. No big deal. So, uh, and it was a mature doe. It wasn't like it was a youngin' or anything. But, um, so yeah, I do like the saddle, but... But I have been looking at a stand because it is more comfortable. And I wonder if it's going to be easier to film out of. Um, sometimes filming out of a saddle can be a little interesting at times. Um, usually I sit on my right side so I can use my right hand. I can get it either around the tree or in front of the tree. And I can pull back what I usually try to do. But yeah, um, it's kind of just... Does uh, tether height play a factor? I know uh, a lot of the videos I've watched, people talk about tether height. Mm -hmm. How important is that? set up and especially with filming uh, how, how does that play a factor in the mm -hmm. so i always it seems like most trees i always have the same one the same height my tether i like my i like my tether like head high sometimes even higher or i've seen some people do it like chest high i don't know for me the, top, the higher the better it seems like um i don't know why it does sometimes though if you do it if you get it too high it kind of pinches your hip sometimes um which kind of sucks, but uh, I've I've done all day sits in them and uh, over fine. When the first year I got it, I hunted pretty much four to five days 
some were all day sits, some I went in for an hour for lunch. But uh, for, so for the most part, they were all day sits. On the fourth or fifth day, I don't remember what it was, my back was a little sore. Um, but that was, I don't know, I think if I was a stand, it would have been sore still too. You're just sitting in the tree all day, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that was it or if, or not. But I, I do like the saddle. I will say it's not for everyone. Because, um, I mean, the first, you got to get used to it for sure. Now, I will say this, even if you're not getting the saddle, and I should have bought them, but they are expensive. Tethered came out with the one sticks. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Have you touched one yet? I have not. So at the Iowa show I went to, I spoke with the Tether guys, and they get me every year. Damn you. I don't know if there's any chance you watch this, but if you do, damn you guys. Because the first year I went there, I had the saddle, the Mantis, the first one they came out with. Really liked it. had no complaints on it. Where I get there, they're like, we got the new saddle. We got the Phantom. And I'm like, and I flat out tell the guys, I'm like, I like your Mantis. Why would I, why should I even try the Phantom on? Well, that's what they're like. It's lighter. It's smaller. There's, you can adjust it. And I'm like, and he kept, he kept trying to talk me into getting into it. And I'm like, I don't want to get into it. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm like, do you go look at a puppy? No, you go to buy a puppy. You don't go look at a puppy. You go to buy a puppy. And I know if I sit in this saddle, I'm going to buy it. Sure enough, I end up sitting in it. I'm like, yep, I'm buying it. So that was the first year I went. Second year I went, um, I was looking at the one sticks, and I really, really thought about buying the one sticks. But, you know, we were, I knew we were going to be buying the farm. We had bought the farm at that point in time. I'm like, ah, I don't need to be spending, you know, hundred. there's like 300 bucks or more for these sticks. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But I did buy the tethered knee pads. Quite nice um, for putting uh, going against a tree. So they got me on that one too. But anyway, I did. I looked at the Lone Wolf um, sticks that were there. The Lone Wolf Custom Gear sticks. The Lone Wolf sticks. And the XOP sticks. Liked them all. Um, and the, definitely some of them were lighter than others. Honestly, I think if you went with any of those three brands I just mentioned, I don't think you'd go wrong. But then I picked up the Tether sticks. And the difference in weight is unbelievable. Um, you know, I haven't used them on a tree yet. I haven't, you know, I don't own them yet. Um, so I don't know how they would be climbing, but weight difference, night and day. Which, the lone wolf sticks are pretty light for sticks-wise. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so that's what I could, like, man, how can they be so light? Again, I have not, you know, I have not climbed a tree with them yet, so maybe they suck. I don't think so, though. Um, and the, I'll probably have them eventually, um, just because I can't even tell you how the diff, the difference was crazy. So I'll keep that in mind, Cody. Uh, yeah, you got my uh, wheels turning. Uh huh. If my wife listens to this, she may uh, make me sleep on the couch. Like, <laughs> I got an extra couch. You can come here. You can. <laughs> I, I might have to. Uh, she's really gonna be upset when she finds out I just bought some first light gear. And um, oh, that's another rabbit hole. Oh, I know it. I'm happy. I'm happy. I hear that though. So again, I'm not sponsored by anybody. Not How, yet. Anyway. Not yet. Now. If First Light wants to hook a brother up, that would be awesome because I love First Light. Steve Rodella, you can, uh, you can hook us up whenever you get your mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, what camo would you go with? Cypher, Spectre, or Fusion? It's you know? Spectre, I believe. Spectre's the white tail line? Yes. So here's here's my conjum drum. I bought First Light before they came out with Spectre. Like, I've been using First Light now for like three to four years. Yeah. Um, 
so I really like their Fusion. I really like their Cipher. Um, I've used it. I've used both out west and here in Illinois. And honestly, the Fusion looks really good here in uh, Illinois, in my opinion. And so does. I don't think Cipher looks bad. But or I'm sorry, the Spectre. But the Cipher blend. Cipher. Uh, my buddy who actually just killed a doe today. I might post that picture later. He's wearing the Cipher right now, and it looks good. The Spectre. I'm sorry, not Cipher. Spectre, the white tail line. Yeah, it, uh... I couldn't decide on it. I'm, I am a gearaholic, and uh, I'm, I'm never quite happy with anything I buy. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always, uh, I always you know, get an idea, and I rush to do it, and I don't think things through. Mm-hmm. Is you know, I uh, I went with Scentlock uh, last year, and I hunted it with a month, and I said with me hunting public land through the briars, I ruined a three hundred dollar pair of boots. <clears throat> I, uh, that hurts. It, it did, and I. Uh, I said, I can't do this. I, I sold all of it, and uh, I invested in NUMA gear. I have nothing bad to say about NUMA. They're, they're kind of a smaller brand company. Yeah. They make uh, lifetime warranty clothes. If you ever tear it, fit, whatever happens, they'll replace it, no questions asked, mm-hmm. it, which was awesome. But they're geared for the Western hunter. Mm-hmm. They're not geared for the whitetail hunter sitting in the woods. Gotcha. They, they claim to be, but I, I've put their stuff to the test, and mm-hmm. it just... It's not designed for the whitetail hunter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep a lot of the stuff, but it just—it's not designed for that. And and Mm -hmm. the the more videos, I I was stuck between Kuyu and uh, First Light Mm -hmm. when I seen you know I was back and forth, back and forth. And last week or uh, Sunday, it was about one o'clock in the morning. I I made my decision. (laughs) uh, I decided. I said for what I do, and I said, and the thing that sold me on it is I like to walk in. With base layers and uh, uh, well, I chose the obsidian foundry pan, but uh, I like to walk in with minimal. Mm-hmm. I don't like being sweating on the stand. So mm-hmm. the thing that sold me was the full link zippers. So I can throw it in my pack. Mm-hmm. I can walk out. I can get set up. I can pull it out, zip it on, and, and go about my day. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that was the thing that sold me on it. And mm-hmm. the, the camel pattern's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have you know. I, uh, I watched a couple color palette videos. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And I love the way it blends into things. And, mm-hmm. uh, see what happens. So I have no complaints on my first light stuff. Um, I do recommend if you eventually, I don't maybe order the Catalyst pants and Catalyst jacket. I had the, the jacket, not the pants. Okay, I do recommend them. I mean, they do walking wise, you can get a little warm, um, but uh, I can I I can push the cold pretty pretty good with those, um, especially if I start and the furnace base layers with it but uh, i've only had a couple things go wrong with first light and i don't and i don't blame first light uh catalyst the catalyst gear was the first gear i bought from them i bought the jacket that jacket i've killed a lot of deer in it and i've killed uh, uh my second bear in it and the second bear if you didn't see the video it was, it was a small bear so i threw it over my back to carry it out um you know i had it drenched in blood i took it to the creek washed all the blood out wore it for the rest of the hunt it was kind of cool but uh I had a zipper piece break on it. It still zips, but it's a little finicky. Um, my obsidian pants, I poked a broad hood through the um, through the pant leg, so uh, that obviously has a hole in it, but it's still holding up. And then the uh, the fingerless, yes, the fingerless gloves. Yes. I have lost a few pair of those, <laughs> and I've had a mouse chew on. That's the only things I've had wrong with those. Um... Absolutely love the fingerless gloves. I don't know if you bought any yet. 
Um, I, I did. That was actually the first thing I put in the card. Yes. I've heard uh, a lot of good things about him. And Dude, I love him, man. I, I've heard that, so I mean, I actually yeah. went to glove liners and those, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and with the, the solitude and the sanctuary, mm-hmm. with the pass-through uh, mm-hmm. for your coat and your yep. bibs, the pass-through pocket, yeah. the kit link, I think is what they call yep. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, I mean, I don't think I'm going to need hand warmers or anything. I think with those gloves on, I think I've, it's a good fit. I've hunted cold weather with the solitude. Not in sanctuaries, the coldest, but solitude. I've hunted some cold weather with them, and I have not got cold. The only thing that every now and then might get hold is hands if I have them out or my face. But that, uh, that's it. Um, but my body stays warm and stuff. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about first light. I, I really like it. Um, those fingerless gloves, man. I've I've bought like every family member that hunts. That's why, like for Christmas, I buy them the set of gloves because I I just love them. Um, Dad, if you're listening, that's what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're just awesome. Uh, and I've worn them in cold weather. I've worn them in hot weather. Yeah, I can't, I can't say enough good things about them. I'm trying to think if there's really any. We've covered kind of everything. Um, see your camo. I know we talked about you might be switching backpacks. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, the. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I since my buddy fell out of stand, I've been kind of paranoid about uh, safety. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a safety first aid kit and I carry it with me mm-hmm. and uh, carry fire, uh, matches. And I, I carry more gear than I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I carry the basics, the saw, uh, I, my bino harness. I carry the Vortex binoculars, uh, Vortex rangefinder. I got a little light. I got a Cabela's uh, Alaskan headlamp. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. But um, I carry more gear than I should into it. And the bag that I have, there's no way I can fit any sort of layers or anything in it and, and that's the with mm-hmm. publicly and i need to be able to either attach it to myself mm-hmm. to my stand to my bag i need to be able to mm-hmm. get it on there to carry it in and, and that's why i'm looking for more something a little bigger but not also i don't want an elk pack yeah 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 that's so that's what i've been using i've been using my exo mountain pack for uh for deer hunting uh it's a little big um it's a lot bigger really. uh i think i have the four thousand cubic inches okay one thing I would think about now that it is expensive, but you can buy like like either three thousand or two thousand cubic inch bag, and you still get the same frame. So if you needed to pack out a deer on your back, you could. If you ever go out west, you could just buy a bigger bag and it attaches right to the frame. So that is an idea, and it comes in first light fusion if you want it. Um, I don't know if they have Spectre yet, but I know it comes in first light fusion. <laughs> Giving me bad ideas. I know I am. I hope your uh, wife doesn't kill me. Oh <laughs> or she, you too. She's at work right uh-huh. now. Thank God. Well, luckily, you're not in my jurisdiction, so I don't think you are. So, yeah. So, yeah, I want, I want to be my murder to solve. Actually, I am. I live in here, here in Canton, and uh, mm. it'd be your problem. Ah, I'm going to make sure she crap. requests you, too. Yeah. Dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Which, that... I will say that my job, uh, unfortunately, some good, some fortunately, some good stuff changed, and uh, unfortunately, it ruins my deer season. So, my work schedule has been moved a little bit. I'll have to tell you when we get off here, but uh, so my November is going to be rough now. Not as, I get hunt weekends, um, but that's about it. I'm hoping uh, I'll get shotgun season off though, so at least I'll be able to do that. But uh, I'm, I like bow hunting more than usually. I, that's how but. I am. I, I mean, if I could choose, I'd have the bow in my hand. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like we touched on earlier about my crossbow, I also hunt with a, with a compound. They had the, the Elite Remedy. Mm, elite's a good bow. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, 
I can't say anything bad about mm -hmm. it. Uh, it shoots lights out with it. Uh, I shoot I shoot 70 pounds. Actually, it's like 72 pounds maxed out, somewhere mm -hmm. in that nature. And, uh, 27 and a half inches. I shoot the Easton uh, 6.5 match grades. Your arrows are 27 or your draw length? Draw length 27 and a half Man, inches. you got a longer draw length than me. That surprises me. I know. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to have you. I thought, no. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I shoot the Easton match grades and, uh, you know, Anybody that's hunted for an extended period of time, especially in your gear junkie, there's always something better. Everything comes mm -hmm. out. And it's uh, you know, there's always a better mousetrap. Mm -hmm. Always. That's why you people need to go to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors website, buy some of these hoodies, so then I can buy more gear. <laughs> Dang it. Exactly. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> nah, I'm just joking. But if you would appreciate the sport, I do appreciate it. But, but uh, yeah, I think we'll call it. We're and we're almost an hour already. Told you it goes by quick. Yeah, it's, uh, mm -hmm. I, I was nervous uh, coming mm -hmm. in here. I was like, what am I going to say? But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I had butterflies, to be uh -huh. honest. And uh, so as I came in and we started the first couple minutes, mm -hmm. I was like, Yeah, man, it's just bullshitting with buddies about hunting. We do it anyway. We just now put a camera in front of us and a, and a mic. So. Yeah, that, that's it. the things I worry you uh -huh. know, Especially with you being a cop. I mean, you're <laughs> yes, that's how I work on my interrogation skills. But, but nope. Uh, again, Cody, I appreciate you coming on. It's good to catch up with you again. We need to make it happen sooner rather than later when it comes to hanging out. And um, I'm hoping, uh, hoping. That's like I said. I, I told you before the podcast. And I'll tell you now. That's one thing that's pretty nice about this podcast so far is been able to reconnect with. Uh, a lot of old friends, a lot of old high school friends, college friends. Um, I really do appreciate that, and I've met some new people because of it too. I've met some new friends, so I'm, you know, this is podcast twenty eight. Uh, all the numbers are growing and stuff, but the main thing I'm excited about it is just, you know, getting BSing with my friends and meeting new people. That's more fun to me, and we're talking about hunting. You know, I can, I can do that forever. Hey, we can go wrong, man. Yeah, exactly. Other than us spending money and that our wife's killing us, that could go wrong. But mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. but, yeah other than that guys uh, appreciate the support like I said podcast 28 um, if you enjoy this podcast please like subscribe follow leave me a review appreciate it um, we are going to have some new gear um, coming here soon You just pay attention to my social media um, some new hats I think you guys will like them you know right perfect time of the year get some good uh, patterns and camel patterns but uh, I think you guys not first light. I can't do first light yet. And uh, they, uh, if I did first light hats, you guys would not like the price I charge because <laughs> um, it cost me quite a bit wholesale. It may be worth it to buy one. Yeah, I, I have thought about that just for just one, but then I already know, like, well, I want one. Fifty bucks, and you can have one. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes to a good cause. Uh -huh. Yep, yep. But again, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate all the support, and uh, thank you. Good luck hunting out there. Yeah, take care, guys.